Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Jesus, we thank you that you love us. We thank you for your faithfulness, for your protection, for your help, for your healing, for your conviction, for your blessing, for who you are. We thank you for family. We thank you that we're not alone. We thank you for mental health and uh, wholeness of heart. We thank you, Jesus, because we could go to you with anything we're dealing with or struggling with or just feel as though we cannot bear on our own. And God, we think of those that are sick. We think of those that are away. We think of those that um, desperately need you as I do, as we all do. We thank you that you are big enough to meet each of our needs. So, Father, we love you and are so pleased that you love us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, amen, amen simply means let it be done or do it. Do it, Lord. So once more, I apologize that I'm going to be reaching across, but you guys are uh, above normal. And so you can, um, a joke I said that you are not normal, you are abnormal. So you are above normal. So I think you'll be able to uh, be okay with this. I'm reading from the New Living Translation today. Uh, Chuck Swindoll, he uses this frequently. I love listening to uh Pastor Swindoll, he's one of my favorite uh, speakers. I just really enjoy his voice. And then being a Marine, I just enjoy a former Marine. I just enjoy some of the stories that he shares. But I just thought we could use the New Living Translation. As we look back at we concluded last week, uh, this is Colossians 3, verse 11. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. He lives in all of us. As long as we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, through his grace, by faith, accept and acknowledge that he is the Son of God, that he is come to forgive us our sins, and we say, Jesus, I am a sinner in need of your forgiveness. I call on you to be my Savior. I desire to follow you as the Lord of my life. Then you are in him, and he is in us as followers of Jesus. It does not matter if you are black or white, if you are South American or North American, if you have your head shaved or if you have dreadlocks, it does not matter if you are slave or free, uncivilized, barbaric. Christ is all that matters. Jesus is all that matters. Do you believe Jesus in such a way that you follow him, allowing your thoughts to be changed and your life to be transformed so your actions reflect and reveal the beauty of who Jesus is? That is all that matters. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. That is the message of the gospel. This is the Apostles' Creed. This is what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father Almighty. 
Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the church universal, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. I am a follower of Jesus, and Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us that believe these things. So we go to verse 12. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Since God, because of God, therefore, because you got to experience the love of God through Jesus, know that he chose you, but he chose you. He chose me. He chose us. He chose his creation to be redeemed to him. He chose us to be the holy people he loves, be the holy, redeemed, righteous people that he loves. And because of that, clothe yourselves, put on, guard against, get rid of the things that these that does not contain or remain this and put on or remain, abide, rest in being tender-hearted, having mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. This is what he calls us to. This is a reminder of the fruit of the Spirit. This is what we find in Galatians. Galatians 5, 22 through 24 is what we're going to be reading. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace. Let's back up. The Holy Spirit produces. It's nothing you can manufacture, nothing that you could try so hard, nothing that you can really get because you are good or you are nice or you are kind. It's only in this new life of being hidden with Christ and God, only in accepting that Jesus is a Savior, that you can do this. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. There's no law saying don't have love in your life, don't have joy in your life. There's nothing, no rule saying stop being more gentle. Probably Well, I digress. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. They have nailed their passions, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. They've been nailed to his cross and crucified with him there. Those things that you're tempted by, that I'm tempted by, nail them to the cross. Let Jesus forgive all of them. Don't hold them as uh, where you struggle or where you find fault in others. But know that we all struggle. Know that those are nailed to the cross. As we go on in verse 25, it says, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Follow the Spirit's leading and every part of our lives, that is the fruit of the Spirit. That is when verse 11 talks about clothe yourselves with such things. Clothe yourselves with the fruit of the Spirit. Verse 13, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must also forgive others. Make allowance and forgive. This is what we like done to us and for us, but when it's somebody else that we think they should know better, somebody else that, well, don't they realize, don't they know, aren't they mature enough? Those that we want to point fingers at, we must forgive 
and make allowance as we would like. The golden rule, do unto others as you would like to be done to you. Make allowance. Maybe somebody that you thought should have or probably they might have had more experience or more training or more time with God. So they should be redeemed more. They should live a holier life, but for whatever reason, they don't. And neither do I and probably neither do you. We can make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must also forgive others. And this is found in the Lord's prayer when he says these words, After this manner, therefore, pray ye our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive. Forgive us as we forgive. Forgive us as we forgive. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Forgive us as we forgive. Maybe there's some resentment, perhaps bitterness, or even hatred towards an individual. Something that we cover up. It's like, oh, I don't hate them. I just don't want to spend time with them. And that could be good. Set up boundaries. But what if there is that? area that thought that name that just popped it popped into your head that person that you just oh if they're in a grocery store you're jumping to a different aisle that yeah what if god is saying make allowance for their faults as i've done with you and forgive them forgive them maybe that's the whole message that god's trying to tell us now but we move on to Colossians 3, 13 and 14. Bear with each other and forgive one another. Even or if any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's from the New International Version. And we go on to verse 14. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Binds them all together in perfect unity. It says, above all, love. Above all, what? Love. Well, there's this thought of, Jeff, everything is all a woke culture. Like, you're just about love. You don't talk about the conviction of sin or how the Holy Spirit tells us what's right and what's wrong and how to uh, get sin out of our lives. And what if we do, did things because of love? What if I spent time with Bethany because I loved her, not because I felt like I had to? What if I preached a sermon because I love to look at the gospel and share the good news with you instead of, oh, well, I get paid, so I probably should come up with something to talk to you guys for 18 to 22 minutes. What if it was out of our love for God? What if it wasn't, oh, I stopped putting harmful things in my body, but because I love Jesus and he says there's something better that I don't have to cope by self-medicating or whatever the situation might be for yourself or for myself. Above all, love. We were listening to a podcast. This was, well, probably a year ago, a little bit longer, maybe a little bit. It was a while ago. And there's a gentleman that was talking that he was gay and he was a Christian, but he was gay. He struggled with this thought. He decided that he was attracted to men. And he just felt as though, he thought as though, he 
believed it to be true that his parents, Christians, professing believers, followers of Jesus, would prefer that he take his own life. That He thought that they would prefer to say, my son committed suicide, instead of saying, my son is gay. What if we, as believers, learn to love people that whatever difficulty that they struggle with, whatever temptation that they're susceptible to, whatever sin that is so easily obtainable to them as it is to us, for us, that we would exhibit God's love and his grace and say, don't change because you have to, you have to be more disciplined, spiritual formation. You have to have these things, this discipleship in your life. But what if it was simply you need to know God's love and in knowing his love, you will love him more. And in loving him more, you will change how you think. You will change what you believe. You will change the decisions you make because God loves you that much much. And in his love, there is conviction. In his love, there is justice. In his love, there is purpose. There is a plan. There is a reason. There is a struggle because God is calling us to something more than we could ever believe was possible. And he wants our lives to reflect his goodness, his truth, his presence in our struggle. Above all, love these virtues uh and over all these virtues put on love this is from first corinthians we go to first corinthians which says the greatest of these is love three things will last forever faith hope and love and the greatest of these is love faith hope and love and the greatest of these is love the greatest of these is love. It binds. It unifies. Is this what we desire from God? Do we desire to be unified, to be connected, to be bonded to him, to be unified with Jesus and with other followers of him that struggle? Or do we think that our sin is not as bad? So I don't want to identify as one of those people. I want to be, or are we bonded because we're bonded because we're unified because we all struggle with these things. We all struggle. We need to care for each other. And then I think we can connect with each other. And then there's true community. Do you care for one another in a sense where you love, not out of obligation, not because you think you could get something in return, but because Jesus wants us to care, to show his love, to serve one another. And that brings great connection where there is true community. I was speaking with an individual, Eastern European, and he said that uh, there's this philosophy, there's this thought of there's just great mystery mystery and then you become self-aware about this mystery and then you're afraid there's almost terror and then after you realize that you were created or you're born into this or that this mystery of wow there's so much and then there's self-awareness of i'm so little that there's terror then you realize well maybe i was created for a purpose there's fascination where are you? Are you still just so enamored with the mystery of everything that God has for you? Or are you overcome and overwhelmed by the terror of, oh, I'm so little. I'm just a sinner. I just struggle. Or have you found that God has given me 
a purpose and there's a fascination of, wow, God can use me in all of this. God has a plan for my life. I want to follow Jesus and go after him and what he has, what he says, what he does for me. How can I join him in loving myself and in loving others and in declaring, declaring who God is in his fullness, in his truth, in his healing as a savior, but as the one we can gladly follow and go after. It's been interesting, the conversations that you have with different people, that terror that we talked about. We go to Colossians 3.15 and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Let peace rule in your hearts. The sense of there's a calm in the storm, though the winds may blow and the storm might come, I can rest. Jesus sleeping in the boat when everybody else thought they were going to shipwreck, when they thought the boat was going to capsize. Jesus had that peace and Jesus was the example so we can have that peace as well and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts for as members of one body, his body, his family, you are called to live in peace and to be thankful. Always be thankful. Live in peace and you can be thankful. You can have gratitude. You can understand that there are positives. And even if you are going through hell, like the country song says, keep going. Even though you're going through such a difficult time, you are struggling. You can barely breathe. Somebody has said it's like drowning and somebody hands you a baby. Like you can't, you just... But you can be thankful that God is with you, that his salvation is for you, that we have eternal life, whether we are alive or if we are present with him. We can be thankful, always be thankful. Verse 16 of Colossians 3, let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. I am not good enough or organized enough to plan so far ahead as to have this message prior to Thanksgiving. I know we have a week, so it's not exactly, but it's pretty close where it talks about always be thankful, to have thankful hearts, to let the word of God dwell in you richly, richly. Well, why would you let the word of the God dwell in you richly? Well, so that we will have thankful hearts, but we go to Psalms. And Psalms is a book. A Psalm is a chapter, and this is Psalm 119, 9 through 11. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? This is a question we have for our own children. We have for the local schools. We have for the school boards and those that are in charge of our communities, those elected officials that for whatever reason God has allowed in. How can we support them? How can we pray for them? How can we encourage them? Well, these questions they're asking, and we as a church, as followers of Jesus, we have the answer so we can share this with those. How can a young person stay on a path of purity? 
by living according to God's word. I seek God with all my heart. Do not let me stray from his commands. I've hidden his word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. We recount the laws that come from your mouth. We have hidden his word in our heart. We've hidden his word in our heart. I got ahead of myself. I was getting a little excited on the screen. So we'll just jump to verse 17 of Colossians 3. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do everything for him. For the New Living Translation, it says, And whatever you do or say, do it as representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. We do all things to give thanks to Jesus. This is whatever you do, we do for him. My life verse, Psalm 37.4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's not so we can get what we want. That's not so we get what we uh, think we deserve. That's not because well, my dad, first day of deer hunting, he's out in the woods for two hours. He shoots a six-point buck. It has a little nub. So my dad's like, oh, I think it's seven. So I guess we'll go with seven. And uh, they don't actually weigh the uh, animal anymore. They just give an estimate. So we'll estimate at 150. So my dad shot a seven-pointer, 150-pound buck yesterday, first day of deer hunting, two hours in. You could say, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You could say, oh, because my dad uh, said, God, I really want a buck. Jesus said, oh, okay, you can have what you want. No, it's if you take delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Whether it's a buck on opening day or whether it's the knowledge and the assurance that you've been forgiven, that is where we delight in the Lord knowing that he has made us free, that we have life in him, that he is our savior. So then when we read, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God. Whatever you do, whether, whether you get up or sit down, whether you go out or stay in, do everything for the name of Jesus. Not because we think we're going to get more, but because we realize all that we have in him. Do you realize all that you have in Jesus? All that you can have in a Savior? All that you can have in giving up yourself and trying so hard and just surrendering and sacrificing and just saying, Jesus, you have said that you have the best plan for my life that is even better than something that I could dream of, even better than what I want, even better than what I've formulated and put together my three-year plan, my five-year plan. Yours is even better, Jesus. I choose to sacrifice what I want. I am choosing to take delight in you and knowing that deep desire for affirmation, that deep desire to know my identity, that deep desire to belong, to be forgiven, to be healed, to be loved is found in you. I take delight in you and believe that you will hold to your promise. You will give me that desire of my heart. I do it all in the name of the Lord, and I take delight in you. 
if that's your desire, whether you're watching, whether you're listening, whether you're listening at 1.5 speed or 2.5 speed a month after, know that Christians are to love as Jesus loved. And it was God's love that convict through the sacrifice of Jesus and through the service of Jesus and through the presence of the Holy Spirit that brought people to love him, not out of obligation, not out of spiritual formation, but because, wow, God, you've done so much for me. I've experienced your love and I just want to love you back. Jesus, I just, I just want to love you back. God, I, I just love you back. And so, yeah, there are things that I do. There are disciplines that I have, but that's not because, oh, I have to, so I can love you more. It's like, I, I just want to love you more. So Jesus, as we just desire to love you more because we realize how much you love us, thank you for being with us and for your grace and your forgiveness and your mercy. And thank you that you have something better. You have a plan for our lives, a purpose. You know the next steps. You have the open doors ahead. And so may we follow you one step at a time and take delight in you. And you will give us that desire of our heart to know that we identify with our creator, that we are loved by the one that truly holds the whole universe. All of creation is in the palm of your hand. And there we are at the center with your great love abounding for us and overwhelming and overflowing on us. Let us love you and live you and share your goodness with others. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.